Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Alrighty. Looking for love in all the right places. Haha, gonna have fun tonight. <laughs> Looking for love in all the right places. Well, many years ago, when I was doing research on my book, While You Were Single, which is available, by the way, um, I was trying to get some information about love, and I came across this book called The Truth About Love, that was incidentally written by a psychologist, marital therapist, who goes by the name Dr. Patricia Love. And she said, from her perspective, there were four stages of love. The first stage is what she calls the infatuation stage. This is the stage you see somebody, you're all woozy over them and you want them really bad you're very interested in them Um, i like to think of this stage as the stage where you think the holy spirit is telling you that that's the person Um, you alter your schedule to be with this person you change your routine to be with this person Uh, you think about this person all the time you want to be with them and she cautioned that what we think is love is really the influence of a mix of chemicals she calls the love potion. This chemical mix is comprised of three chemicals. They are PEA, phenylethylamine, phenylethylamine, PEA, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Phenylethylamine, dopamine, and norepinephrine. These chemicals alter your brain chemistry and cause you to feel all woozy and all in love for somebody. She mentioned that there's a part of our brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is responsible for controlling emotions, anger, fear, aggression, It helps you be cautious about what's going on. And the picture I have in mind that perhaps may help you guys more is imagine that in your brain, imagine you have a computer operation center. Picture a computer operation center in your brain. And the security guard or the person manning the controls in the computer center, the person in charge, is the amygdala. Okay, the amygdala is the person in the computer center, making sure everything works the way it's supposed to work, not too much there, not too little here, just making sure there's balance in the way your brain functions. Then imagine that three criminals break into the computer center. These three criminals are PEA, phenylethylamine, dopamine, and norepinephrine. They knock out the amygdala, they tie him up, and begin to just push every button in your brain, pull out cables, 
jump on it, take selfies, you know, mess around with everything. Then, according to her, this infatuation stage, this feeling lasts for about six to six months to two years. So around six months to two years, these chemicals begin to dissipate, they begin to wane. So basically, the three criminals now leave the, the center, and the amygdala is able to get itself out and put things back in order. At this point, you segue into the second stage of love, which she calls the post-rapture stage. This is the stage that you're like, what in the world was I thinking? How did I even get into a relationship with this person? They get on my nerves. The things that you thought were cute now get you mad. They get on your nerves. You're not, as ex you're not as excited about this person anymore. You're always getting into arguments and fights. This she calls the post-rapture stage. If you survive that stage, then you go to the next stage of love, which she calls the discovery stage. In this stage, this is where you begin to find out from the other person who they are. You begin to find out what their needs are. And begin to get to know each other better. Who are you? What do you want? How can we make this work? What is important to you? Then if you are able to understand who they are and meet those needs, then you can get to what she calls the fourth stage of love, the connection stage. In this stage, you begin to connect with each other and she emphasized commitment to a relationship. You're committed to this relationship and that's basically what she emphasized in the fourth stage of love, commitment. Now, what she talked about, love, was very interesting, and I just thought I'd just talk about it a little bit tonight. But my focus on love tonight is going to be based on another doctor. Um, when we're, my emphasis, again, is on pure, unadulterated love. I'm not talking about thug love. I'm not talking about puppy love. I'm not talking about popcorn love. I'm not talking about Hollywood love. Daytime talk show love. I'm talking about pure, unadulterated love. And the doctor that I'm going to be looking at, who gives us a great understanding of what love is, is popularly or perhaps in charismatic circles known as the great physician. And I'm talking about Jesus himself. Amen. And to answer the question, looking for love in the right place and the right person, it is through Jesus. That is the person from which we really understand the entirety of what love is. And I must confess, love is a very deep subject. It's very vast. And I don't have the intelligence to be able to address love the way God knows what love is. But I'm going to attempt to share a few things that will help you and I have a succinct, a fundamental understanding of what love is. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now hold that thought for a moment. In 1 John 
chapter 4, verse 8. I believe Isaac alluded to this scripture earlier. It says, He who does not love does not know God because God is love. Okay? I want us to focus on the fact that God is love. And we know that the Father is God. We know that Jesus is God the Son. We know God the Father. And we know that God is love. Correct? Amen. Having said that, let's go back to John 14, 6. Usually, John 14, 6 is a verse of Scripture that is often used to address the fact that Jesus is the only way to God. Some people have the mindset or the impression that there are different ways to God. And usually apologetics or um, Christians who are educated in defending the faith usually use John 14:6 to highlight the fact that Jesus is the only way to God. And that is true. Notwithstanding, I want to use a different. I want us to look at John 14:6 from a different perspective. OK, just indulge me for a few minutes. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to love except through me. Notice what I did. I switched the word father with love because the father is God and God is love. Therefore, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to love. No one comes to understand love. No one grasps love except through Jesus. Jesus is the way to love. He is the truth about love and he is the life of love. Okay? Jesus is the way to love. He is the pathway to love. He is the guide to love. And the way he loves is the way we are supposed to love too. In addition, Jesus is the truth about love. You really want to understand what love is. You've got to look at Jesus. He is the truth about love. In addition, he is the life of love. John 14, I'm sorry, John chapter 3, verse 16. We're familiar with that verse. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I want to focus on the last, the beginning and the end. God so loved, therefore, some things happen to give us life eternal. So we have life because of love. So true love gives you and I life. In other words, when you are in relationship with somebody, if the person truly loves you, you should feel alive. You should feel alive. You should feel invigorated. You should feel like living. You shouldn't feel like killing yourself. You shouldn't feel suicidal. You shouldn't feel like you don't want tomorrow to come. Because love gives life. So having said that, I want to address four things that love is. Three things that love does. And what love is not. Okay? What love is. What love does and what love is not. Okay? Number one, love is 
a decision you make. Love is a decision you make. In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, we are told that God demonstrated his love toward us in this, that while we were yet sinners, he loved us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. So, even though God knew way ahead of time that we were not in a condition to be loved, he loved us anyway. So that means he decided to do it. Love is a decision you make. Love is not a feeling. Love is a decision you make. Now don't misunderstand me. When you are in love, you will have feelings. But just because you have feelings does not mean you are in love. Let me say that again. When you are in love, you will have feelings. But just because you have feelings doesn't mean you are in love. And feelings are up and down. Up and down. I like the way a guy named Matthew Kelly described feelings. It's that feelings are just the aroma of the flower we call love. But flowers are not always in bloom. Feelings are just the aroma of the flower that we call love, but flowers are not always in bloom. In other words, if you have a flower, whether the flower blooms or doesn't bloom, you know it's still a flower. When you have love, just because you feel something or you don't feel something, it doesn't change the fact that it's love. When Jesus was in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was not feeling like going to the cross. He didn't feel like going to the cross, but he did it anyway because God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He did it anyway because he loved us. Love is not based on how you feel. It's based on an act of your will. Love is not emotional. It's volitional, meaning you make the decision to love regardless. So love is not a feeling. It's a decision you make. The second thing that love is, is love is unconditional. True love is unconditional. The God kind of love is unconditional. Some of you may be aware or or familiar with the phrases or the Greek words agapao and agape. Agapao is the verb. Agape is the noun which refers to the God kind of love. Okay, it's. Uh, making a reference to unconditional love. Love is unconditional. While we're yet sinners, while we're not even in a condition to be loved, God loved us anyway. Whether the person smiles or doesn't smile, I'm saying after the fact you're now married and stuff like that, you love them anyway. Regardless, you love them anyway. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.